took a break last week because of how much stuff was going on, and now I have twice as much news as before to get through tonight. Welcome to the Two Tobecasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the two Tobe casts. I'm the titular Tobe, and once again, I'm going to be going at it solo. Solo that you can't hear me. <laughs> but we'll see if we can get through this Tobe cast because there's been a lot going on in my life, and I'm hoping that this will put it back on my usual schedule. Here's hoping. Anyway, why don't we start off with holidays, because I am too tired to do a random topic. But since I am the titular Tobe, I get to decide that I'm not going to give myself negative points for this. I'll just transfer those to Cassie next time she's on. Welcome to our national holidays. Let's see what we got for August month observances. So this is actually the first Tobecast of August. So why don't we kick things off with National Golf Month. No, no, that's not fun. National Catfish Month. No, that's, that's too fishy. Um, ooh, I know, International Peace Month. Aw, that's a nice thing to decide on. Celebrate International Peace Month by making sure you don't make any enemies overseas. Make as many as you want here at home, but over in Britain or India, just make sure you don't make any enemies over there. As for daily... National holidays. We only really got to go up to the 6th, I believe. So, 6th. Yep, that's the 6th one. Alright, so, let's just quickly go through last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we have National Lighthouse Day for August 7th. That's pretty neat. I always loved lighthouses. Even though with radar and satellite uh like uh what a triangulation i'm not exactly sure how uh useful lighthouses are anymore maybe somebody can somebody can uh tell me whether or not lighthouses still hold some value to ships uh august 8th it was national dollar day the most useless piece of paper imaginable. Everybody hates the dollar, the single dollar bill. I really wish that they would just make, I would, I would jump at the chance to have dollar coins. Even though we do have dollar coins, they're not usually accepted anywhere. I'd much rather have dollar coins than a dollar bill. Tell you what. 
August 9th was National Book Lovers Day. Sorry I missed that. I've been listening to a whole bunch of books on Libby, if you haven't heard of it before. You just put in your library card and you have access to a whole bunch of audio books. And, like, actual ebooks. You can read on your iPad or your iPhone or your Android. Yeah, check that out if you haven't already. Really, really nice. August 10th was National Lazy Day, and I certainly did not have a lazy day on the 10th. We had we were playing a baseball game, a very disappointing baseball game, because we picked the teams going 1-2, 1-2, 1-2 down the line, and there were too many athletic-type people on the, uh, on the twos. So, remember... Take it from me, always pick your teams. Don't just sloppily do that. August 11th was National Sons and Daughters Day. Hmm. It's about time that sons and daughters got a day. Fathers have days, mothers have days, why not sons and daughters? Of course, we missed it just by the one day. I'll make sure that, uh,. I'll make sure that I remind my parents next time. Finally, Monday, the 12th, was National Julianne Fries Day. Are those like the kind of fries you get at uh, McDonald's? The really thin kind? If so, they're probably the worst type of fry. Maybe I should go through a list of fries and rank them at some point. That'd be interesting, right? So... August 13th is National Filet Mignon Day. So for those of you who can actually uh, afford those, enjoy it while it lasts. Pretty soon I'll be enjoying your Filet Mignon, hopefully. August 14th, Wednesday, is National Creamsicle Day. I never really got into creamsicles. I know they're orange and cream. I... I have a love-hate relationship with cream flavor. I mean, I kind of like cream soda, but then I get sick off of it if I drink like more than a, like a little bit of it. So I don't know how I'd react to a creamsicle. I haven't had one in a long, long time. August 15th, this Thursday, is National Relaxation Day. So we have National Lazy Day and National Relaxation Day all in the same month. You better be careful, otherwise you're going to just be dripping right onto the floor with all this relaxing. I wonder if I'm going to have a relaxing Thursday. August 16th, Friday, is National Tell-A-Joke Day. I was trying to think of something funny and I can't think of anything funny. I better save it up for Friday. Saturday, August 17th, is National I Love My Feet Day. So, I have really weird-looking feet. But I suppose I love them. I know there are people who love any kind of feet out there. Weird people. August 18th, Sunday is National Mail Order Catalog Day. 
Do they still have those, I wonder? Do st people still order out of a catalog with a little insert that you get at the very middle where you had to rip out, write down the numbers of all the different things and all that kind of stuff? Put your credit card information on the thing? I remember doing that with Legos at one point, but other than that, I just go online when I get a catalog and see something I want. I just go onto their online store now. Kind of sad. August 19th, Monday, is National Soft Serve Ice Cream Day. Mm, don't really like soft serve ice cream. That much. I mean, I'll... I'll take it if we're at a buffet and they have that really nasty, dirty soft serve ice cream machine that's been there since the 1980s. I'll have some of that. That's good. But if I'm going to an ice cream shop, I'm going to get hard ice cream. Give me the hard stuff. And finally, winding up on Tuesday, August 20th, is National Radio Day. I wonder if there is a National Podcast Day yet, because... Podcasters could probably take August 20th by now. I mean, who really listens to radio anymore? Crap! Welcome to our video games segment. Let's jump right into the news. Well, actually... No, first comes what I've been playing lately. Minecraft. Surprisingly, I find it hilarious that Minecraft is enjoying a renaissance for the fifth or sixth time. And Fortnite is falling away. Even though they have a cool mech now, I find it funny that something that started off with um, the same kind of thing where you kind of build something. They even added a creative mode where you could make different levels with the pieces. But Minecraft still comes out on top. The original the original uh, viral video game hit. Anyway, let's get into some news. Uh, the ESA, the organizer that runs E3, accidentally released a spreadsheet containing contact information and personal addresses of over 2,000 games journalists, editors, and other content creators. So, E3 has been dying a very slow death, and I think they just accidentally shot themselves in the head with this one. We're going to get a whole bunch more Sony Directs and Microsoft Directs and all those kind of stuff now. Maybe PAX will be more like video streamed or whatever for announcements, for smaller announcements. But I don't think the E3 is long for this world anymore. Another game that was coming out on an Epic Store as an exclusive, got a whole bunch of backlash. Ooblets, uh, developer Grumberlin, announced uh, through a post that 
they are going to go as an exclusive because Epic Games promised them a certain number of they they paid them enough to have like the full run of video games they expected to sell. So it's pretty much they got paid up front for the all the time and energy they spent, which is nice. But they kind of went about telling people the wrong way. There's a couple of quotes. This is exactly what Marx warned us about. Just imagine if other companies got in their heads to offer funding in exchange for exclusives. What'd be next? Game consoles paying for games to be exclusive on their consoles? Netflix paying for exclusive shows? Newspapers paying for exclusive articles? It'd be some sort of late capitalist dystopia. Um, things are already going that way. It's not... It's not... Uh, something that ha that hasn't happened it's already happening because Netflix was on top of the game and then all these competitors sprung up and now they're fighting to stay relevant as everybody and their mother is now making a streaming service and at this point people are donning their pirate hats again because they can't pay for all of these streaming services just like they couldn't pay for Spectrum's hiked up cable prices, which is the whole reason why people switched over to Netflix to begin with. So, yeah, that's already kind of happening. As for game consoles paying for games to be exclusive on their consoles, yeah, I get that, but that hasn't that's not been a thing lately. They pretty much everything that they get exclusively on their consoles is something that they have they themselves had commissioned for so I mean it's not a whole big thing anyway I suppose he said oh, this they would match what we'd be wanting to earn if we were just selling ooblets across all the stores so I guess that includes consoles and including PC so I mean that's nice of them um, he prefaced it by saying that he doesn't expect much of our uniquely lovely community f to fit into this weird anti-epic contingent. Boy, were they wrong. Um, he addressed the store's well-documented lack of features like social tools, achievements, wish lists, user reviews, a cart. saying that the software development takes time and that Steam, in particular, took 15 years to get where it is today. That's the thing, is that Steam went through all these growing pains. There's no reason that Epic Game Store should be going through these growing pains. There's literally no reason why they should be doing this. They should have had all of these coming out, like, right out of the gate, to be honest. I think I've been talking into the microphone wrong all this time, but I'm not going to go back and re-record because this is <laughs> a very low budget. And by low budget, I mean just spending my time doing this. Uh, he pointed out Epic's client is free to download as opposed to subscription-based platforms like HBO, Netflix, or Hulu. It's more like just having to press a button on your remote to change between free TV channels. And, I, yeah, I, it is, that's true. 
There's no reason why you can't have Epic and Steam on the same thing. My thinking is, is that, yeah, it's fine to not have a monopoly when it comes to a source of something, but then again, they have to be... Epic Games is lining itself up to be the monopoly that they kind of want to take Steam's whole thing, and I don't like the sound of that. Um, I'm not sure exactly if Ooblets was kickstarted or not, but people were threatening to pirate it, feeling like, and he said, feeling like you're owed the product of other people's work on your own, on your terms, or else you'll steal it, is the epitome, is the epitome, gosh dang, I sting a Brian Regan, the epitome of that word entitlement that people use to discuss immature toxic gamers. So, I don't know if it was Kickstarter or not, but if you, I mean, I really dislike when people go back on their promises of, yes, we, we're, we're releasing on all platforms. Uh, he said, seeking out reasons to be angry, inventing anger is cathartic and natural. There are other things in the world that might be just a tad more worthwhile to be upset about. Uh, pointed to climate change, human rights abuses... Uh, last season of Game of Thrones. That was a joke. So, yeah, there's always something more important. There's always something more important. And yet, right now, people care about this one thing that you've done in a long line of things that have happened in their life. And this is just like the tipping point of, I'm having a bad day now. I know that better than anyone else. Ninja has left Twitch and is now going to be streaming on Mixer, which I did not know was an actual thing. I know this may come as a shock to many of you, but as of today, I will be streaming exclusively on Mixer. I feel like this is a really good chance to get back in touch with my roots and really remember why I fell in love with streaming in the first place. That's very nice. That's very nice of... Of, uh, of him to go back to his roots and really remember why he fell in love with streaming in the first place. And it all has to do with money. Twitch is says, We loved watching Ninja on Twitch over the years, and we are proud of all that he has accomplished for himself. We wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. So, streaming... Uh, a source with knowledge of the streaming industry says Mixer has offered money for streamers to switch over with some deals exceeding $1 million. So I guess that's why he really wanted to get back to his roots and remember why he loves streaming is because they paid him a buttload of cash. And to be fair, if somebody, if I was on Twitch and somebody offered me a million dollars or more, as some sources have some sources have claimed, I would go from Twitch to Mixer too. <laughs> so you hear that Mixer? I'm available. I haven't started streaming on Twitch yet, so get me before I even start. Uh, EA is doesn't really want any of their games on Switch because they're already making enough money 
on FIFA and all of their loot boxes, or excuse me, their surprise mechanics. That they uh, they uh, anytime we're evaluating platform conversation conversions, we're looking at a couple of things. One, does the game really fit the profile? Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game? Um, they feel that a great many owners of the Switch are also owners of the Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and very often choose to play the games that we make on those platforms, even though they have a Switch. Um, okay, I mean, what games would we possibly want on the Switch from EA? I can't think of anything that I would want from EA. I Some people might want like some of their sports games or whatever, but yeah, EA doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> Outer Worlds has been confirmed for a release on Switch, so that's cool. It was a, um Epic Games Store exclusive, but I suppose that that is only for PC, which is... I guess nice. In other news, EA has confirmed that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has, will come out November 15th, 2019. So, I am kind of looking forward to this game. I'm cautiously optimistic, extremely cautiously, because I really got burned on Battlefront 2, and they're just now three years after making it just getting to the point where I would have I might have spent 60 bucks on it and now it's down to like 15 bucks so uh, that's probably the worst game I've ever paid money for <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest's hero arrived in Smash and he is completely nuts I don't know how I mean yeah he's gonna be top tier in no time if he already isn't because I mean he's got so many down B things that can just like insta kill you as low as 30% so I'm sure the if he's allowed in tournament play tournaments are going to get shook up a bit Concrete Genie is coming out on the PS4 for on October 8th I've been waiting for that Hyperlight Drifter has come out on the iPhone and iPad. Um, that is one of my favorite games, and I'm probably going to buy it three times. Because I'm still eyeing that one on the Switch, and I would love to have it everywhere I go in either case. So, I don't know yet. We'll see how, how, many, how many versions of that game I buy, and I'll just keep buying them. Sony revealed that the company has sold 3.2 million PS4 devices in the quarter that ended June 30th, meaning exactly 100 million have now been sold in total. I believe that made it the fastest selling, or the, uh, the most selling, I don't know, something selling console, but I think that also includes the upgrade and the slim. So it's technically three different consoles that got up to 100 million. Whereas the Switch got to at least that number. with or the Yeah, the no, the Wii. 
the Wii got up to that number with literally just just by itself. So, I mean, kind of impressive, but eh, not really. And that was old news. The new news is Epic pledges to support developers after Ooblets got um, Ooblets got uh, reamed out over their exclusivity deal. Uh, let's see what they said. All right. The announcement of Ooblets highlighted a disturbing trend in which is growing and undermining healthy public discourse. And that's the coordinated and deliberate creation and promotion of false information, including fake screenshots, videos, and technical analysis, accompanied by harassment of partners, promotion of hateful themes, and intimidation of those with opposing view. It notes that it, it supports people's right to speak freely and critically about the Epic Store's failings, but... Uh, the kind of stuff people have been saying to developers is just out of line. They're making it personal instead of professional, which is the Epic Game Store sucks. So they are going to continue to promote and advocate for healthy, truthful discourse, discussion about games business and stand up to all manners of abuse. So good on Epic. Uh, it's taken... I don't think Steam has ever had to go through this that they've been going through but who knows what Steam has been doing uh, Walmart said they were going to take down all sorts of um, they were going to remove violent video game uh, paraphernalia like advertising and all that kind of stuff and still keep selling guns in their store so okay okay I guess, for them. And we had a couple of cool things come out for Pokemon, namely Bong Weezing and Team Yell, which is probably my least favorite uh, villain team out of all of the, all of all the Pokemon games. <laughs> they look really doofy, and they are just fans of one of your rivals. And so, whatever. Uh, Zigzagoon got another got another evolution in this, and he looks exactly like Kiss. <laughs> and Kiss is really happy about that. And finally, they have a Pikachu look-alike, as they always do, who has a hangry mode. How adorable! Guess there's nothing good on. Welcome to our movies and TV show segment. I just went through the entire first season of Infinity Train, and it is a very, very good cartoon series. I really wish that I had the cartoons with the emotional heart and um, connection that kids are getting these days when I was a kid. Instead of Rocco's Modern Life and Angry Beavers. So, <laughs> it's a really amazing series. You should check it out if you have Spectrum and you can just 
binge on demand the entire series for a little bit. I'm not exactly sure how long or where it's going to go after that, but keep your eyes out for it. If you see it, watch it. And I've been also going through Netflix's um, roster of shows, the Twilight Zone, the original series, and I have been enjoying it immensely. There are some really neat ideas. There are some goofy ones, but there are there are some really good ones too that I probably should just I probably should make a list of the ones people should watch. Yet another thing, another thing to do. Anyway, let's get on to some game news or movie news. We already did game news. What I'm talking about. Universal's Pictures has pulled the hunt a movie satire about a world where humans hunt each other for sport for obvious reasons that I don't want to get into because we're not, um, what's the word? Why can't I think of the word? Political, that's it. We're not political on the adjective Tobecast, but for obvious reasons, they're not going to show that. And until big changes happen, people are going to be walking on eggshells for this kind of stuff. And big companies are terrible at walking on eggshells. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We've got some rumors. Well, kind of rumors. Go on. Gizmodo, when I look at their morning spoilers to check out and see if they have any ooh Fandom Moyer alleges that Haley Atwell and the supporting cast of Agent Carter will reprise their roles for the final season of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That would be amazing. If you don't know, Agents of Carter is a short-lived TV series set in the nine, late 1950s Six, early 60s, maybe. Like, almost right after the war. So it probably probably would have been in the 50s. And I love the aesthetic. It's a spy show. Russian spies. Kind of like Black Widow, maybe. And a whole bunch of... A whole bunch of... Uh, oh, what's... Tony Stark's father. Howard Stark. Howard Stark. Really like... Really like him. And, of course... Um, People who saw saw Jarvis in Endgame, the, that actor is in it too, and he's an amazing Jarvis, really funny. So yeah, here's hoping that uh, here's hoping that that is true. That'd be cool. I haven't caught up with Agents of Shield yet. I'm it's still on my still on my Netflix list. So maybe maybe someday. No, let's see. Anything else? In a recent interview with Deutch Tolkien, Tolkien scholar Tom Shippery stated there are supposed to be 20 episodes in the first season of Amazon Lord of the Rings. I think that they said that this is completely separate from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And so, uh, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. The, um, the, 
Well, what was I going to say? Dead air is bad air, but I can't keep talking and thinking at the same time because then I'm going to forget exactly what I was going to say, like just now. Oh, well, you could, you could probably figure it out what I was thinking. <laughs> Dang it. Stinking idiot me. Uh, Disney Plus reveals what their live-action Lady and the Tramp is going to look like. They look like dogs. Big surprise. Exactly the same kind of thing with Lion King, which apparently is the highest-grossing animated feature of all time now, which I hate. Why is that? Why they're just going to make rehashes of re their rehashes for the rest of eternity now? Disappointing. Anyway, if I wasn't getting Disney+, Plus, I probably wouldn't really care about that. Oh, it's really sad something happened. Um, the original voice of Minnie Mouse, Rusty Taylor, has passed away at the age of 75. Um, her husband, Wayne Allwine, was, uh, was, voice, was the voice of Mickey Mouse until 2009 when he passed away. So the two original voice actors are gone, and it's kind of sad. Uh, let's see, The weekend saw Disney hit the 7.67 billion mark, beating out their record, 2006 record of 7.61 billion. And that's only half of the year. They are, they are the mega corporation that the cyber, that the cyberpunk future has warned us about. I, for one, look forward to living in a Mickey Mouse suburb where the lawns are trimmed by animatronic Donald Ducks and Goofy is your pizza delivery guy via Snow Chaser. Snow Crash. Snow Crash, that's it. Uh, Rosa Salazar really wants to play Alita again. Um, now that Disney owns it uh disney owns that movie now surprise surprise not sure if they're gonna get an alita 2 but she says that she really did love doing the movie and really thought that with her portrayal of a cgi character that she really got to let loose which is cool i'm happy for somebody to you know feel good doing something <laughs> feel empathy for those kind of people Uh, Kevin Conroy is going to appear on Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW, playing an old Bruce Wayne. About time he got his live-action appearance. Uh, I might just watch, I don't know, I might just watch the, uh, his scenes just for the, because I love his voice work so much. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, somebody uh, asked Kevin Feige if uh, he would change anything about Endgame, and he said, "I thought about it. I thought about this question for a long time, and I honestly don't think I would change a thing." Which means that he that he helped make the perfect movie in his eyes. Which I mean, I can't blame him. I I can't think of a thing that I would change about it. 
uh, I kind of feel bad that Hulk never got a chance to fight Thanos again, but according to the uh, writers, that it wasn't what uh, a rematch wasn't what drove him at that point because he was too smart about that, and that's I I respect that answer. Um, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, screenwriters for Endgame, talked about there are all there. They said there always existed two Steve Rogers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Following 2023's Steve's decision to time travel to the past for a peaceful life. That's not how the time travel works, fellas. Uh, there hasn't been one because that's an entirely separate timeline. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not how that's not how that's not how time works. Um, the writers again decided on Black Widow sacrificing herself on Vormir because it made for a deeply heroic and more satisfying beak beat. Good gosh. With Clint, it would be a tragic beat because he wants to get back to his family. With Natasha, it's sad, but it's a deeply heroic beat. So. They say that that is the most heroic moment in the history of the Marvel Universe. And, I mean, I kind of see what they're talking about because she gave up her life so that her family could be whole again. And that's, I can respect why they say that. Uh, Jamie Alexander, who played Lady Sift, Sif, uh, volunteered to be in to be Valkyrie's queen in Thor: Love and Thunder. So maybe we'll see Sif in Th- Thor: Blood and Thunder, Love and Thunder. Even though I think it's going to be Natalie Portman's character. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Oh, finally, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo say that Captain Marvel. She is as powerful, if not more powerful, than Thor. I am leaning towards more powerful. Haha, <laughs> Colin. Uh, what else do we have here? Jim, oh, Jim Carrey was asked about the fan response to the design of Sonic the Hedgehog. He says, I don't know quite how to feel about the audience being on the creation of it. While it's happening, sometimes you find that the collective consciousness decides and wants something, and then it, when it gets it, it goes, okay, I don't want it. So, he's right, because you can't please everybody. <laughs> um, somebody's always going to be disappointed. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to just make a money grab for this movie. And they just really wanted a, they really wanted people to go watch it. So in order to get the vast majority of people to go watch it, they needed to change the character. So, (laughs) or make a dud. Uh, AMC CEO Josh Sapin said that The Walking Dead and its litany of spinoffs represent a franchise still in its early stages of life. No, it's not. It is uh, in the title as in the title, dead <laughs> at this point. I can't think of everybody that I listen to uh, in podcasts and all that kind of stuff. They fell off The Walking Dead ages ago, and 
Well, I certainly never watched it. Hobbs and Shaw 2, uh, we got this cover reports that Keanu Reeves uh, will play the villain of the Hobbs and Shaw 2 movie, which would be pretty neat. I heard that it was a pretty great action film. Uh, Andy Serkis is going to be um, Andy Serkis, in addition to be being one of my favorite actors, is also going to get into directing with Venom 2, which is pretty cool. Venom 1, I hope they keep the same, like, super 2000s-era superhero movie vibe going, because I think that's what allowed Venom 1 to do okay. Um, Ava DuVernay that Darkseid and the Female Furies will appear in her upcoming New Gods movie. DC should just stick to the animated movies because, like the Walking Dead franchise, I believe the DCU, DCU, DCU is dead too. As they've lost their Batman and Superman already. Uh, deadline. HBO Max is going to be offering all 11 seasons of Doctor Who. And any future seasons of the show will land on HBO Max after airing on BBC America. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool. I know my little sister loves Doctor Who, so maybe she'll get into... I mean, we don't have HBO, and she certainly is not going to get it, so she probably won't get into that. They're apparently making a TV series of Halo. I don't recognize any of these names, but uh, they're going to be, it's going to have Cortana, Dr. Catherine Hazley. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, exactly about Chief. It's going to be about a new series of Spartans. And, yeah, I mean, it's not, it, Master Chief will probably be in there too, but he's not the focus of the TV show. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's going to begin shooting later this year for an early 2021 premiere. So, it's got a ways to go, but that's pretty neat that they have, uh, that, they have that going on. I know Halo's, hopefully, come. people are hoping Halo's coming back in a big way. With Halo Legacy is the next one. Halo 6. I can't remember what it is. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, the Mandalorian. Giancarlo Esposito. The crazy good actor who portrayed the uh, villain who sells chicken in Breaking Bad. Uh, is apparently going to be acting... In the Mandalorian, his character on the Mandalorian, he described it as, he described him as a savior from the underworld. In a way, you might call him an underworld character. You may look at him as a savior, as someone who might bring back some order to the world after it's all collapsed. So I'm hoping he's a villain in this one too, because <laughs> from the uh, from the bits and pieces that I've seen from his acting in Breaking Bad. He's really good at doing subtle stuff. So, I'm I'm looking forward to that. 
Uh-oh. Welcome to our board game and tabletop segment. Gen Con was this past week, and it's about the only time I get to say a whole bunch of stuff about board games. So, <laughs> here we go. FFG announced a whole bunch of cool stuff, as they are the premier Star Wars... Uh, actually, they're pretty much the premier Disney game maker now, because they announced Marvel Champions the card game, which is a living card game where you can where you play against it's a cooperative card game where you play against villains of the Marvel universe with packs of heroes which you can upgrade and do a whole bunch of stuff with. You can check that out over on YouTube for plays of it. It looks really cool and I cannot wait. I might be getting this one because I was already looking at Marvel there's a different Marvel game that's almost like this one, but this one is newer and therefore better, most likely. <laughs> uh, the Adventure Zone is getting its own tabletop game now, based on the podcast of the McElroys. It's going to be based on the podcast that they did, and no other information or expected release date announced yet, so... That's that for that. Um, Unmatched, a head-to-head series of battle board games, is now working on the Jurassic Park series, where you get a card deck against a card deck, and you battle it out. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Cyberpunk 2077, in addition to getting an updated tabletop game, is going to get a card game too. Um, so, in the card game, players take on the role of fixers working in Night City to recruit cyberpunks and send them on out on missions. So, that's pretty cool. If you have a whole bunch of Funko Pops just sitting on your shelf, you can now play a board game with them. Funkoverse is going to have a series of board games based on versions of the characters from DC, Harry Potter, Rick and Morty, and... The Golden Girls? Um, okay. <laughs> Fiasco, a GM-less role-playing game, is getting a lighter version with cards instead of dice. I might be picking that up because I've been have my eyes on Fiasco for a while. Because I it looks pretty, pretty fun. Uh, what else do we have on here? Dune is getting a board game that has been in development hell for ever. Licensing hell, rather. <laughs> Forever and a half. Um, the players take on the role of iconic characters, including Paul Atreides, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, and Emperor Shaddam Fourth. But each player at the table plays by slightly different set of rules, including those governing how their units spawn on the battlefield, move, and fight. So, it looks like a pretty neat game. Uh, let's see. What else do we have on here? Pre-orders are up and cost 50 bucks. That's, that's, not, that's not bad, actually. And finally, Polygon was at Gen Con and showed off a couple of new board games on their website. 
uh, let's see what do they have on here black angel up to four players take on the role of advanced artificial intelligences tasked with shepherding humans to an earth-like world called spez the AI on board are tasked with keeping the ships running and that means dealing with any unusual situations that rise along the way that looks pretty cool um that actually looks really cool <laughs> Uh, let's see, what else do we have on here? Hmm. An affordable miniature wargaming. Time of Legends, Joan of Arc. Uh, team at Mythic Games is producing really nice looking miniatures. And it it's going to be 15 millimeter scale. Which means that usual, uh, I think the usual classic, yeah, 20, 28 is the classic, uh, 28 millimeters. 15 millimeters is pretty small. Um, it looks really cool. Apparently there's a, looks like there's going to be a Kickstarter campaign pretty soon. Uh, and it's going to be story driven as well. That looks really cool. I, I'm going to have to take a picture of that and <laughs> save that. We already talked about Marvel Champions. Oh, yeah, a couple more FFG news. They finally showed off what the Starhawk looks like. The In Star Wars Armada, the two new... There are two new um, ships that they showed off for Armada. The Starhawk and the, what is it, the Derringer? The Onager class Star Destroyer. I have been wondering what the Starhawk has looked like for a long time now because they were first mentioned way, way back in before Force Awakens territory. And it looks okay. It kind of looks like a mix between a Hammerhead Freight and a Nebulon B, is what I'd have to say. It's not exactly what I pictured it, but I mean, it's pretty cool. I was kind of hoping more for a Mon Calamari ship design. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. And as for the other Star Destroyer, it is the weirdest looking Star Destroyer I've ever seen. And it has a giant gun in the center of it. <laughs> it's kind of like the um, uh, with the experimental Star Destroyer, the Aggressor from the Aggressor class from uh, Empire at War Forces of Corruption, the one that had the big plasma ball and the big uh, the big ion cannon too. So an ion and then the plasma ball would hit. Kind of looks like that. Or not, it doesn't look like that, but that's what it that's what it's supposed to be doing. So yeah, two more cool things that I'm not going to be able to buy. <laughs> and before we sign off, just a couple of little things. Samsung is ditching the headphone jack, and it is deleting the ads that made fun of Apple. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, tell you what, that is irony 
at its greatest. I am I'm so it's so funny. I mean, they're never going to get rid of the commercials because people have already recorded them and posted them up on their own thing now. So it's going to be there forever, and we're all going to get to point and laugh at Samsung. Uh, Bob Iger said that uh, Dark Phoenix was a failure, and um, the Galaxy's Edge was not exactly not exactly uh, living up to what they what they thought was going to was going to be. Um, Iger suggests the hype around the opening scared away many season pass holders from visiting. I know that I, um, oh, and it's also because people are waiting for Galaxy's Edge to open up at the end of this month. (laughs) So they covered those losses with the ticket prices and the merchandise and food sales. So, I mean, wow. Disneyland Disney World attendance was down 3%, but per guest spending was up 10%. I know it'll be up 20% by the time that I get there. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm already I'm already like I'm going to get my custom lightsaber and I'm going to get a replica of Luke's lightsaber and yada 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 yada. A whole bunch of whole bunch of nonsense. Anyway, this has been the adjective Tobecast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and I'd like to thank you, as I just did right now, because I have short-term memory loss, apparently. Uh, So, since I thanked you twice, why not rate and review us uh, once? Because you can't do it twice, I don't think. Uh, And because I thanked you twice, why not give us a nice high rating so we'll be discovered by people, and hopefully well-liked by people (laughs) and uh, in order to find our audience why not tell a friend about us maybe they'll get hooked in and our spending our listening will be up by 10% that we can uh, we can get on that as for the rest of the stuff that I do not much at the moment because life is still pushing me along at a breakneck speed and I'm trying my best to keep calm. I missed my doctor's appointment today because I was at the bank trying to get a car title notarized, paperwork notarized, and I still have to send that in to Indiana. And so now I have to wait for another doctor's appointment while there are some serious things happening to my neck because of a car accident. So, don't expect anything coming from me other than maybe a podcast or two for now. If you want to tell us what to do better or want to send in a question or a topic for us to talk about, you can send it in to bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. That's bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message that we can play on air at anchor.fm forward slash topcast. That's anchor.fm forward slash topcast. And until next time, you've been listening to the adjective Tobecast. I've been Tobe, and I hope you have a nice rest of the day.